What's up, guys? Hey, hey. Welcome back to another episode of Too Real with Mike and Jillian. It is Wednesday morning. The coffee is flowing. It is not Wawa coffee. No, it's not. Wah, wah. Um, it's and the Keurig stuff. Yeah, which is like, it's all right. It's all right. We're bougie. Um, and we have an espresso coffee maker that I got for free on a buy nothing site. It was like the score of a lifetime. Facts. It was a score of a lifetime. And some people will say that the pods are expensive. They're no more expensive than Keurig pods, I believe. I haven't done the math. Um, but we don't go out for coffee as much. Yeah. So we are actually saving money. But the thing I like about the Keurig, the, not the Keurig, the Nespresso, is it because I drink my coffee black, when it brews, it almost gives it like a creaminess. Yeah. And I just really enjoy that. My only gripe about it is though, it's less coffee. It is less coffee. It's stronger, mm-hmm. but it's less. Yeah. Um, obviously, if you add like the steamed milk and all that stuff, like you're getting a larger cup. Um, but I just like it better. I'm spoiled. You. You're I'm so bad bougie. and bougie. <laughs> bad and bougie. <laughs> so um, the topic of today's discussion is going to be decisions. Mm. Um, and here's why. Because I found us making having to make like a lot of decisions and adjusting to curveballs and you know is that not our life adjusting to curveballs <laughs> i feel like it's every week it's like so this is what we're doing now yeah yeah let's yeah. figure it out yeah which stinks because it makes us sometimes not all the times but sometimes it makes us look kind of like we're we're not stable <laughs> i mean define stable <laughs> right um maybe we're not um which, but you know it, we're I, dealing I, with it yeah and i think um if we're talking about like me personally or you personally um we, before we got married, my sister approached you and said that I'm impulsive. <laughs> and I am at times. And if you go back to the Divorce and Blended Families uh, episode, you'll understand why. Um, but I am impulsive sometimes, but I'm also very like, I follow, I follow what my gut's telling me. Um, and I'd say that you're impulsive at times too. I would say that I am not naturally impulsive. I'm just easily influenced by my wife (laughs) i wish you were easily influenced by me more (laughs) um but i I bring this up um you're more willing to take risk yeah yeah yeah. um i I bring this up because some people it takes them forever to make a decision right and when we have things thrown at us on it like like i said like it feels like a weekly basis the fact that it doesn't take us forever to make a decision is probably a good thing at times Mm -hmm. because then we'd be in this limbo of like, we couldn't do anything because we couldn't make a decision. Right. Um, so I would, I would say while I'm impulsive at times, I'm also very decisive. Right. I, I don't, I'm not afraid of making decisions. Yeah. So, yeah, I think um, indecisive we, people drive me crazy sometimes because I'm like, just freaking make a decision. I'm indecisive in a restaurant. Oh, I was gonna, I was about to throw you under the bus right now. I'm like, well, it depends what topic, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm we, always like, everyone order before me. Yeah, because I want to see what everyone else is getting. And if it's like, I won't go to Cheesecake Factory because the menu is way too big. It's a novel. It's and and it's, I'm like, what cuisine do I want mm-hmm. after I've waited two and a half hours to sit at this table and receive awful service? Wow. Um, I'm not a fan of Cheesecake Factory. So at that all. scratches Cheesecake Factory yeah. off of the sponsor list. <laughs> I'm totally fine with that. Um, if I never walk into another Cheesecake Factory again, I will die happy. Um, but yeah, it's just it, it, 
when mad, it comes mad to love food. for all the the cheesecake factory fans though i don't want to i don't want to alienate you because i wife, can't eat cheesecake my wife is impulsively just <laughs> talking out of her neck right now about cheesecake i can't factory. eat cheesecake the menu's too big she's just mad i've never had like a good experience there i do like that brown bread is uh, it pumpernickel yeah, i think it's pumpernickel that's banging yeah, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> besides that i'm not a fan um but i am decisive indecisive in that area um obviously my dietary restrictions make it my decisions somewhat easier yeah but i'm always like you guys go first i'll order last right right yeah, so you, you are sometimes indecisive yeah. but i think um that was a tangent <laughs> that's all right we like tangents <laughs> um we're gonna get emails now about cheesecake factory but that's Whatever. cool don't um at me. <laughs> don't at me but in i know there are people listening right now that you're perhaps making either large decisions um future decisions um even small decisions um, and I want to talk to those who are quick to make decisions and also those who are slow to make decisions. One of the quotes I came by a couple of weeks ago and I thought it was kind of key to this conversation is that uh, this guy named David Russell said, the hardest thing to learn in life is which bridge to cross and which bridge to burn. Dang. Yikes. Um, I feel like that's my daily life. <laughs> right. And it's unfair because we get a lot of practice making having to make efficient i was just say quick yeah and i feel leaders quick. in any area uh could identify with us in this right yeah for sure and so i wanted to first talk about like the steps involved in making a good decision um i have a tattoo on my arm that your sister always makes fun of me because she thinks it says something different um but it says the word wise she thinks it says slime yeah i don't know why and she teases him every chance she <laughs> gets shout out chelsea but um it says the word wise and it's an ambergrant of the word wise so when you look at it you, if you look at it upside down or whatever it still says the word wise to her it says slime but <laughs> i was inspired by this book um that i read where it talked about sometimes um making decisions it's not right or wrong um, it's right or left. Mm. And what you have to ask yourself, and it's a Christian book, so what you have to ask yourself is, in light of who I am and in light of who God is, what is the wisest thing for me to do? Mm. Sometimes you can't ask what's right or wrong. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just have to ask, what is the wisest thing for me to do? So talk very quickly about what do you go through? What Where does your head go when it comes to making a decision? Well, it depends on which Jill you're dealing with. So <laughs> if you have impulsive Jill, I'm like, we should totally do it. Mm -hmm. Like, and then so you go more gut. Um, I don't even know that. I would say my impulsivity sometimes is gut. Sometimes it's just preference. Yeah. Um, my gut, like I do rely on my gut a lot because I feel like it has steered me in the right direction one more times than not. Um, so if I do feel really strong in my gut about something, I will be very for or against something. Um, but there's times that I have to like really process um, the pros, the cons. Like I'm one that I will sit down and either on paper or in my head write a pro or con list. Um, mm -hmm. Look ahead, looking ahead, what are the long term effects of this decision? Right. Um, what are the things that would need to change with this decision? What are the things that could stay the same? Which what are the things like, is it going to make, is it going to require more sacrifice of me right. or sacrificing myself to my, like of my family? Um, so there's a lot of things that I go through in my head when I'm not being impulsive. Impulsive. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So the pros and cons is important. Who does this affect mm -hmm. is important. Um, does it line up for me? The filter I add is like, does this line up with my vision values and priorities? Yeah. Um, 
And if you're like, I don't know my vision, value, and priorities, then don't make a decision until you know those things. No, and shout out, I'm going to give you a good book to read right now. I just started it. I'm three chapters in, and it's already amazing. And it's funny because the chapter I was reading this morning kind of like applied to this. Mm. Um, It's called No Excuses, The Power of Self-Discipline. I forget the name of the guy that wrote it but it's excellent mm. so far. It, so much so that I was reading it the other night and Chase saw the cover and he was like, oh, I want to read that. And I know at work he's listening to podcasts and stuff, so I sent him the audio book yesterday so that he could listen to it. Um, so I'm curious to see his thoughts on it. But it's it, this chapter was very much around like your decisions should reflect your values right. um, and it should reflect the virtues and who you are and who you want to be. Right. Um, and a lot of times we do make quick decisions and we don't think about the long-term effect. I think that's huge. Mm-hmm. The long-term effect Seeing of things. beyond the moment. Yes. You got to see beyond the moment. And that, that brings into play that impulsivity. Um, and as much as I'm impulsive at times, there is a moment within my impulsivity that I am thinking long-term, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, like, so... Right. So, but what do you think about those who, you mentioned people who struggle with indecision. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, going through pros and cons and um, checking it with your values, your your vision and your priorities, seeing beyond the moment, who does this affect? Why is that sometimes overwhelming to someone who is stuck in indecision? Um, I don't claim to be an expert, so I, I know... I was thinking about that this morning. I was like, I wonder if people listen to this and think that we think we know everything about everything. And we do not. No. Disclaimer, we do not. We have a lot of life experience, but yeah. But it's just our thoughts on the subject. So this is not like creed, Mm -hmm. um, which I know that word from Hunter's vocabulary (laughs) quiz. Um, I think it's because they're not confident in who they are or they don't know who they are. Mm. A lot of times when you don't know who you are, it's really hard to make a decision to reflect that. Right. Um, Sometimes I think it's, and I, I gripe about this all the time. Um, you don't want to be the bigger person and make the decision that's harder for you. Yeah. Um, so sometimes choosing the right thing um, requires more out of you and you, you just don't want to do it. So you become indecisive. You keep on putting it off because yeah. you don't want to pull that bandaid off. Right. I think people who struggle with indecision also, um, they don't realize the, they're intimidated by the obstacles of the decision-making process. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think the common obstacles are fear, um, uncertainty, and insecurity. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're crippled by fear, when the uncertainty of, like, you second-guess yourself, so you're stuck in that ready aim, 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 fire mm-hmm. syndrome, mm-hmm. Um, or just the insecurity of it, like, you're constantly thinking about what people are going to think. Mm-hmm. You're worried about um, failing. You're worried about, and that's it. When you couple fear and insecurity, um, reminds me of a quote from Theodore Roosevelt where he says that in any moment of decision, the best thing you could do is the right thing. The next best thing is the wrong thing. And the worst thing you could do is nothing. Yeah. Inaction is like. Yeah. Um, so just, and I watch people just like, yo, fail forward. Yeah. And, and I think that's that fear and that insecurity sometimes. So they rather just stay in indecision. Yeah. Um, because at least like they don't have to face the failure, but yeah. the, the, I think it's failure when you don't do anything. Yeah. You know, I, uh, there was a, I, I don't know what the term is for it, but, uh, someone had told me before fail should stand for a failed attempt in learning it shouldn't be that you're a failure right um and that is that's something that's always kind of guided me Mm -hmm. um because all of 
the times that I would have, I would quote unquote fail or just make like a bad decision. I learned from it. Right. So like not to beat yourself up about that either. Yeah. I love, I was just watching a video. um, It was Lauren Hill. Mm -hmm. Actually, she was, it looked like she was teaching some kind of master class. And she was talking about how she was frustrated with the industry because they were just like, yo, you need to make another album. You need to make another album. And she said, what made the miseducation of Lauryn Hill so good is that um, I brought all my mistakes to writing that album and my experiences to writing that album. That's what made it good. It wasn't the artistry. It was the experience that I brought to the table. Mm -hmm. But you want me to go from writing an album, performing back to writing an album without giving me the space to live life. Mm. Um, and that's what's going to make the next album more than my talent and wow. artistry and everything like that. And then, so I set that up to say, then she said this thing that I thought was brilliant. She goes, so to me, I don't see success and failure. Um, so I'm, I'm putting my hand up for success and my hand down for failure. Um, so, you know, we call it the the peaks and the valleys of life, right? Mm-hmm. She doesn't see it that way. She says she sees mastery and learning. Wow. And so she doesn't see that she fails. She goes, no, this is learning. Yeah. Um, so she goes, it's not up and down for me. It's mastery and learning. Yeah. Mastery and learning. And I was just like, Well, and Whoa. think about that, like related to music. This is going to be a huge tangent. I'm going to apologize in advance. Um, that's amazing. Like that just hit me in so many ways because like I think of artists like Adele yeah. or Childish Gambino. Mm-hmm. They come like they don't come out with a record every other day. They're not cranking them out. They take time. And it's. I I wonder if the example that Lauren Hill gave because she wants to live life so that she can bring her experience to her music that other artists like like Adele and Childish Gambino where their music is so impactful and has such a message is that because they're not a part of the machine Mm -hmm. and they are like I know Adele for example every album is about a life stage of hers and I would say Childish Gambino is similar Mm -hmm. and I wonder if that's their same approach to things and that's what makes them so good right so turn your bad decisions into (laughs) platinum albums <laughs> you know what i mean like that's that's the way you have to look at it and so i think those who struggle with indecision um you, you gotta just start learning how to fail forward we yeah. fail forward all the time yeah and you're not gonna grow if you don't actually like put your toe in the sand right. or toe in the pool or whatever the phrase is but like i wonder if we acted more and not carelessly but if we took chances more in a healthy way with the purpose of growth um what would our world look like? Right. You know, everyone's right. so faced with fear and anxiety and the ready aim, 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 aim. But if people actually took that step forward, like imagine the advancements and just the community and the world at large, what that would look like. Yeah. Now we're picking on indecisive people. Yeah. But let's pick on impulsive people. Yeah. Right. So like those people who just make quick decisions. Yeah. Um, is it not, uh, let's change the language though. Is it impulsive or is it just emotional, right? Because sometimes impulsive, like maybe you're just leaning on instinct, which I want to talk about too, about leaning mm-hmm. on gut. But sometimes we confuse impulsive with emotional. You make a, you make an emotional decision in the moment, right? Yeah. Um, and, and, and to slow down a little bit and to say that, and to recognize the fact that no one, we, we're told in the church world, we said, don't make decisions in the valley, which sounds so poetic, right? But I would say, like, don't make a permanent decision based on a temporary emotion, mm. you know? And how many times do we do that? Right? Yeah. You, you, you eat that thing because you have a temporary moment of hunger. Mm-hmm. You punch that wall because you have a temporary moment of anger. Mm-hmm. Um, you say that thing 
because you have a temporary moment of being upset. Yeah. Um, so we make permanent decisions and we actually do permanent damage. Yes. Um, based on a temporary emotion. So to take a beat um, in, in the business world, they say like if it's a before you purchase something, wait 24 hours. Yes. Right. Uh, especially big purchases. Yes. And again, that's, that's a big decision. So yeah. wait 24 hours. And if it's still a good deal tomorrow, then it's yeah. still a good deal. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just the, pro- the teaching us, like if you lean more on the impulsive side, um, again, I, I want to lean into your gut. I think sometimes our gut and our instincts are a good thing. Yeah. But know the difference between uh, an impulsive decision and an emotional decision. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, yes. 100% agree. Um, and I... I think like sometimes because we're impulsive, it is emotional and it also like it goes against everything we believe ourselves to be. Mm. So a lot of times, not all the time, because I I wouldn't agree that some of my impulsive decisions are a contrast of who I really am. Is that making sense? Do you know what I mean? Sometimes we're impulsive. And I think if you take a beat in in your impulsivity, because you can, Mm -hmm. um, and ask yourself, like, is this who I am? Is this who I want to portray myself to be? Right. Obviously, it, it, it's easy to be impulsive when you're tired. Um, it's easy to be impulsive when you're burnout. Right. Um, but to try to take a small beat within that impulsivity. For me, my gut, a lot of times, um, my initial decision would be like, mm, here's an example. I meet someone and I'm like, mm, there's something off there. And I try to interact and stuff like that to try to like, is that just, am I just in a mood or is there something like not lining up? You know what I mean? When I consistently have that reaction, then I'm like, "Mm, I need to listen to my gut. Hmm. Or if my gut is a very strong, like almost like a, like an alert, like a safety alert, like, Oh, stop. Like don't walk down that alley. You know what I mean? There are moments where you have to listen to your gut, but there are moments too where like, Check your gut a couple times. D- mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that goes back to just knowing the difference between what's your gut and what's just your emotions. Yeah. Because you could meet someone and have a red flag, mm-hmm. and the red flag is accurate. Mm-hmm. But to ask yourself, do I have this red flag because they remind me of someone who hurt me? Yeah. Right? That's more emotional than it is gut. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. That's more like about your past and living in your present. Yeah. Right? Um, and so it takes time for you to like navigate and discern what's the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a huge difference. Yeah. Sometimes it gets muddy in our hearts. But mm-hmm. I think once you start practicing, hey, is this more of a gut thing or just more of an emotional thing? Yeah. Is this more of a present thing or is this more of a past thing? Yeah. Um, and to start really getting used to discerning that because, yeah, there are times where you meet someone is just because they remind you of someone else. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and so and you, you got to check your heart on that. Mm-hmm. But there are other times it's like, mm, something's off. Yeah. And you got to trust it. You mm-hmm. know, I think that's the other thing, too. I think to develop. So talking about instinct and um, and gut um, and intuition. That, maybe that's another word. Intuition, mm-hmm. that, that internal instinct. Um, in the church world, people call that discernment, mm-hmm. you know, or, or the spirit leading you something. Whatever language you use, let's just yeah. for now for, for the sake of it call it gut or instinct or intuition um how much of a role should that play in our decision making um me personally now being in ministry for 20 plus years 
I've, this is the biggest lesson I think that I've learned that there are times where um, there are times where I'm not even tempted to make a decision based on past hurts. I'm making this. I want to make a decision based on um, who this is going to hurt. Right. You know how you said, like, you got to consider who um, who does this affect mm-hmm. in making the decision. Um, but as a leader, I have to, like, turn the volume of that down a little bit and turn up the volume of my values and convictions. Mm-hmm. Because as a leader, anyone who's listening is your leader. It's incredibly difficult to make decisions based off consensus consensus Mm -hmm. to please everyone yeah right it's the old saying i don't know how to i don't know the key to success but the key to failure is pleasing everyone yeah and you you just can't do that yeah it's impossible to please everyone that's like okay we have two teenage boys and if it were up to them we would go to the chegg every night Yeah, the chicken or the egg it's a restaurant breakfast lunch and dinner we (laughs) would go there every night but we know number one that's not healthy that's not financially smart that's not like there's so many reasons why but and as the parents of the household we have to lead and make that decision no we'll go there like once a week or right. maybe once every other week you right, know right. um but if we were to lead by what they wanted right when they don't know our budget <laughs> they know nothing about nutrition right. <laughs> or any of the above you know yep. um that would be really easy to make a terrible decision so sometimes like as a as a forget a leader anyone as a as a parent as a you have to make decisions based on principles, not pressure. Mm. And life will pressure you. People will pressure you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why before you make any decision, to uh, know who you are, mm-hmm. know your vision for your life, know your values, know your priorities, and know your internal convictions. Yeah. And hold on to them. Um, because at the end of the day, we, you have to make decisions based on conviction, not consensus. Yeah. If you let everyone vote, on the decisions in your life, you're going to be miserable. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. You're going to be miserable. Yeah. Um, and so it's one of the hardest things, one of the hardest things, because if you care, if you're a leader that cares, if you're a parent that cares, you, you, you don't want to see the people around you suffer. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a saying in the business world that says, Steve Jobs didn't ask everyone what they wanted, because if the, he asked everybody what they wanted, they would all have said they want bigger CD wallets. <laughs> Right. He saw the future. He saw he made decisions based on vision and where he was leading technology. Yeah. But he didn't let everyone vote on that. And some people considered him a a, a jerk because of that. Yeah. Um, And sometimes, unfortunately, there are times where I'm demonized as a leader. You're demonized as a leader Mm -hmm. because we have to make the hard decisions. Yeah. Um, And we're making decisions based on the whole that doesn't necessarily fit everyone's preferences. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing you and I have to walk away with and asking ourselves, did we make this decision based on our convictions mm-hmm. for the, for the good of all? Yeah. Maybe not the good of you. Yeah. Um, and sometimes we have to be self-sacrificial. Yeah. Um, sometimes we have to discern in the moment where like, yo, in order for the future of our organization to continue to prosper, we have to take care of ourselves in this decision, mm-hmm. not in a selfish way, Yeah. but you know, we have to put on our mask before we put on somebody else's mask. You know, the whole airplane analogy. Yeah. And so, and that's how we have to make decisions. But it's again, it's not based on preferences is or pressure. Mm-hmm. It's based on the principle on what is the greater good. Yeah. And that's the conviction that we have to lean on. Yeah. In order to make decisions. I think um, you might want to uh, we could also add to the intuition, the instinct, like an easier way of understanding that just having an awareness 
yeah. having an awareness of yourself and those around you. Um, sometimes we're, we make, we feel like we're making bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. And we don't have that self-awareness to see where we're tripping up. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's important. I think, I think self-awareness is a huge, um, issue lately. Um, and I don't know if it's because, we all lived in our own bubble during COVID and we weren't surrounded by people. So we became very inwardly focused mm. um, and we're not noticing the things we do that affect other people. And we're not paying attention to the people around us. Yeah. Um, we almost got selfish in a sense, but I just think it's really, I, I, I don't know why I just felt like I needed to share that. Yeah. Awareness is important. Um, not only self-awareness, but, organizational awareness, mm -hmm. people awareness, family yeah. awareness, yeah. just being aware entirely. Yeah. Sometimes without that state of awareness, your decisions are going to be made with tunnel vision. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think tunnel vision decisions um, can sabotage you too, because you're not, of the, you're not aware of the blind spots. Again, you're not aware of how it affects people, mm -hmm. how it affects yourself. Yeah. Um, so practicing awareness is a huge piece. Kudos yeah. to that. Yeah. I um I shared this. We um we have a group text with the boys. It's called Gang Gang. Mm. Um, and we all say, "Do you see my text in Gang Gang?" <laughs> um, but I it was from the book that I'm reading, and it said, "There's this old Indian story. On my shoulders are two wolves. One is a black wolf, evil, who continually tempts me to do and say the wrong things. On my other shoulder is a white wolf." that continually encourages me to live up to my very best. A listener asked the old man, which of these wolves has the greatest power over you? And this, the response is such awareness, mm -hmm. which I, I, when I read it, I was like, whew, I literally out loud went, whew. Mm -hmm. The old man replied, the one I feed. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we'll sit there and we'll be like, oh, the devil on my shoulder made me do it. Like this right. the devil's talking to me. Da, da, da. It's like, no, you're feeding that. And you like to stop and have that self-awareness. Like you're the person that makes every decision in your life. Right. Don't blame it on the devil or the angel on your shoulder. It's you. Yeah. Um, and when you lack that self-awareness and you blame bad decisions on other people or other aspects, like that's huge. Yeah. And like, those are things that I really want to instill in our boys. 100%. So they may have read this and been like, whatever, but I hope at some point it like clicks to them like, oh, that's what she meant. Yeah. And going back to the consensus point, I feel like sometimes we we're cowards when we make decisions off consensus because at the back of our in the back of our heads we go, if this decision doesn't work out, I could just blame people for it. Yeah. And not because like you just said, not take responsibility. Yeah. I'm the one that's making those decisions. Yeah. It's you know? funny because uh when I asked you this morning, uh what are, what are we going to talk about today? Um, and you were like, decisions. I was like, decisions is good because I was thinking going in the route of accountability, mm. but I felt like decisions kind of lined up with that. Yeah. Um, and I think, like you said, when you go with consensus, you can blame it on the other people because when you're not confident in yourself and you're not aware of your values, um, it's easy to like push off accountability for when things go wrong. Yep. Um, so I would encourage like, even for those people not in a leadership position, um, because a lot of times for us as leaders, we have a vision statement for fervent. Um, we have our mission. We have our values. Sit down and work through the vision for your life. 100%. Right. Come up with three values for your life and use those to guide your decisions and use that vision for your life, for, for your personal life, for your family life, for your career life. Make sure that those all line up. Mm -hmm. Um because when when you're not aware of what your values are or your vision is, 
that's when things get really muddy and life can become really difficult. And I think it's very, it's probably very rare that someone sits down and does that for themselves. But I think it would be really pivotal um, in that next step forward in finding out who you are and the decisions you're making. Um, I just think that could be huge. It is huge. And a lot of people don't have that. Yeah. That, that should be your system of making decisions. Mm -hmm. You know, James Clear, the author of Atomic Habits, he says, we don't rise to the level of our goals. We fall to the level of our systems. Mm -hmm. And so without the values, knowing your values, knowing who you are, um, knowing the principles, knowing your convictions, um, we don't have a system of making decisions. And then you get frustrated. Like you have all these goals. Yeah. Why aren't you reaching those goals? Because your decisions, those little decisions that you're making day by day aren't getting you to those goals because you don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. And here's a, here's a easy example of that. You want, I'll, I'll throw this at Mike Rosato. You want a new pair of sneakers and they're $300. Wow. Shots fired. Okay. We're, I know that we ran you over with the bus last episode, but we're just like, we're backing it up again Again. and going forward. Um, but we have a budget. And when you come to me, I really want these sneakers just three hundred dollars. Well, you get this much spending money a month. Yeah. And if I were to I say, get an allowance, y'all. I do too. <laughs> I do too. Shout out Dave Ramsey. Every dollar budget. Every right. dollar is accounted for. Um, so I could say, hey, you know that you have your spending money. Yeah. If you want to blow all of it on a pair of sneakers for the month, that's on you. Yeah. Um, but when it bleeds into everything else, like that is not how our family's set up. Yeah. We have a budget for a reason. Right. And when you make a decision that follows that vision, f- our financial vision for our family, if it aligns with that, then the next month you might say to yourself, I'm really glad I didn't buy those sneakers yeah. because I would have been, sh- we would have had to take that money out of somewhere else that could affect our savings or our debt or whatever. Like it could have taken away from those goals that we have and the vision that we have for ourselves yeah. just because I wanted to be impulsive and buy a pair of sneakers. Right. Um, but when you follow that and you're like, oh man, like we got a little bit more money in the bank. We got a little bit more towards retirement, what have you. Like, I'm glad I didn't make that decision because I right. know the vision I have yep. in that area. Yeah. I just thought that might be something that people could identify with. Because when, when I buy that purse that I didn't need and then the whole month I'm like stressed out because I'm like, I shouldn't have spent that money. I shouldn't have spent that money. Like, mm-hmm. take a beat. Does yep. that align with the vision and the values you have for yourself, for your financial goals, for your family? And if it does, like the purse isn't going anywhere. Give it at least 24 hours. Um, I've failed in this pursuit multiple times. Um, But yeah, like Mm -hmm. anything, it's very seldom that you make a decision that has to be made in that moment. Obviously, there are life and death safety decisions that you have to. Mm -hmm. And I think in those moments, your, your gut will help you out. Um, and when you know who you are, it'll help you out. But most decisions don't require an immediate response. Right. So like take a beat. Yep. Yeah. So on that note, if you could uh, donate to the Mike Rosado sneaker fund, oh, that'll up. be great. I'm just kidding. They're like, oh, Pastor Mike likes to buy $300 sneakers. No, he I gets that a lot. A lot of his sneakers are actually gifts. You'd they be are. surprised. They are. So don't preachers and sneakers me. <laughs> anyway, I hope that helped you out in your decisions. I know... Um, there are people, I know for a fact, there are people listening right now that you have the decisions to make, big or small. They're still important decisions. Um, so don't be uh, emotional. Learn your values. Um, take a beat. Take a beat um, for sure. But don't be paralyzed by your indecision. Um, fail forward. And at the end of the day, if you're still having a hard time making a decision, 
seek counsel. Go to someone who right. you trust and someone who knows you and loves you. And will they won't make the decision for you, but ask their advice in it yep. um, and see if that helps. Right. And make sure that when you ask someone for advice that you give them the license to tell you what you don't want to hear. Yeah. If you think they're going to be uncomfortable telling you what you don't want to hear, don't ask for advice. Yeah, because I have one friend that would be like, girl, get the purse. Get the purse, YOLO. Do the purse. But then I have another friend that would be like, yeah, but mm-hmm. where's that going to put you financially? And I'm right. like, ugh. Right. And you want to ask the first friend. Right. But you got to be willing to listen to what the second one has to say. Yep. Awesome. That was chuck full of wisdom in that episode. But Boom. wrap us up, Joe. <laughs> All right. So um, thank you for listening. Um, you can check us out. We're on Instagram at Mike Rosato at Jillian Rosato. On TikTok at Mike Rosato at Jillian.Rosato. Uh, you can check out this podcast on YouTube if you want to see our faces. We're waving. We're smiling. Um, you can also check us out on all of your favorite podcast platforms wherever you listen. Do us a solid. Subscribe. Leave a little comment. Share it with someone you know. You can also financially support the podcast um, on our anchor page with a monthly subscription, um, which just keeps it. It gives us the mojo, yeah, the thing, the, the things to do to do what we're doing. Right. I have no idea what I'm saying. <laughs> um, and yeah, on YouTube, give us a little thumbs up. And yeah, we will be back next Wednesday with Two Real. We hope you guys have a great week. We'll see you then. Yep. Bye. Peace.